Hello and welcome to the Checkpoint Charlie podcast. I'm your host, Charlie James. Don't forget to like, download, subscribe, all that good stuff that you do to podcast. Do it for this one as well. Uh, Joe Rogan shouldn't have all the fun. Um, also, while you're at it, make sure that you tune in to the Charlie James Show each weekday afternoon, 3 to 7 on News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. Governments everywhere are really cracking down on farmers. And since farming has really become a corporate entity now, it used to be that you would you could go down to the farmer's market and you could get really good, high-quality fruits, high-quality vegetables, wheat, uh, things like that, sorghum, all kinds of stuff, beans, it doesn't matter. If it was grown on a farm, it was full of nutritional value. And that's why for years and years and years, parents were always telling children to eat their vegetables. Eat your vegetables. And then it became um, it became a corporate entity is what it, it has happened. Corporations have taken over farming. Bill Gates is the biggest landowner in the U.S., I believe, Um and uh, China also owns a lot of farmland here in the U.S. So you have to really wonder when these farms, because remember, the margins that the average farmer works on is very, very slim. I mean, they've got enough to uh, hopefully pay their taxes on their farm, hopefully pay the mortgage if they have one, hopefully buy the equipment that they need. But after that, it's all um, very much, there's not much left over, and that usually goes right back into the farm as well. So farming was never a thing that people got into to make a great deal of money. It was because they loved what they did. It was a lifestyle, and um, then the corporations came in. And and let's just go back a little bit. Um, remember when um, Roundup first came out? Now, Roundup first came out, it was a few years ago, and it was really, it was almost like a miracle product. And the way they used to do it, because I remember seeing the ads on television that um, uh, Roundup in a rope wick would kill the Johnson grass in your, in your crop fields. Now, the um, Johnson grass grows faster than the crops do. So what farmers would do is they would load up their their tractors uh, with with and with the uh, uh, with, with the Roundup and they would put it in a rope wick, which was exactly what it sounds like. It's a wick. The rope would pick up the liquid from the um, from the Roundup, and then you would pass through the fields, and the rope wick would come in contact with the Johnson grass. It wouldn't come in contact with the crops. It would come in contact with the Johnson grass, and it would kill the Johnson grass, and that would allow the crops uh, to, um, because Johnson grass would fight for the nutrients with the crops, and so it would allow the crops to win the fight for the nutrients. Well, then Monsanto and the powers that be decided, yeah, yeah it's working really good, but we, we've got to make this more efficient. We've got, to, we've got to have a better way to do this. So here's what we need to do. We need to genetically modify these crops to be resistant to glyphosate, which is Roundup. So that's what they did. And in genetically modifying these crops, they actually changed 
the, the nutritional value of these crops, basically stripping them of all nutritional value and really making them kind of, you know, dubious. I mean, that's where the whole non-GMO thing came in. And you're always hearing people say, are these GMO? Are these non-GMO? I can only eat non-GMO. And I understand that. But that's why they started modifying these crops. Not only would they get a higher yield, but they would also get a resistance to Roundup, which would in, increase and in, would give them an, an even higher yield of crop production. So it, that was all done for the sake of money. That was that's what corporations do. They come in, they raid, they try to get as much out of the yield, as much out of a hectare of, uh, of, of soil as they possibly can. And then they go on and they make huge profits. And we've seen that throughout the years. So that's where the whole and then we find out the glycosphate really because initially it was just the rope wick that people would would use uh, the glycosphate on. But now they're just carpet spraying it everywhere. And then people are wondering, oh, why are we all of a sudden having health problems in human beings because of the glycosphate? Well, that's because because they're using too much of it because they've allowed these crops to become uh, immune to it. So. That's one of the issues, right? So now we've got crops. They're literally growing crops with virtually no um, uh, nutritional value because they're not letting the fields stand fallow. Now, anybody that remembers the Bible, the Bible tells you how to farm uh, sustainably. You got to let those fields face uh, stay fallow. And the things that you got to still plant them. You got to plant them, but you don't harvest. That way the, the crops die eventually and all of that nutrition from the plants goes back into the soil. Because remember, in order for soil to have nutrients in it, something literally has to die on it. And now um, they're not doing that anymore. So they're just putting all these chemicals on it. One of, one of the things that they're using are um, nitrogen fertilizer. And nitrogen fertilizer has really been uh, around for a long time. At first, it was actually, they used to have these uh, plants, uh, these um, manufacturing plants that would produce nitrogen fertilizer. And this was pretty amazing because th these plants, you could take these plants, um, these, yeah, these plants and you could f put into them all of these grasses and water and things like that, and they would spit out nitrogen fertilizer. And those plants were called cows and sheep and goats and chickens and things like that. Manure, that is a nitrogen fertilizer. That's what uh, those things do. It's a great plan that God had until man started coming in as usual and messing things up. So then we decided, all right, we're going, to, we're going to start manufacturing nitrogen fertilizer. It'll be just a little bit better. And all of a sudden, crop yields also started going up. And um, now what we are seeing is really what the government has planned for farms. Because what they want to do is get rid of the nitrogen fertilizer.
Throughout history, there really hasn't been a whole lot of, I mean, major innovations as far as farming is concerned. The practices have always been, I mean, we improve on things, uh, have improved on things throughout history, but... But really, the um, the invention or or or, or the, the utilization of nitrogen fertilizer has really allowed. I mean, just go to the, the the grocery store. Just go to any grocery store. Pick it. You want to go to Aldi's, Publix, Sprouts. You want to go to Lowe's Foods, anywhere, even Walmart, and just look. Walk in. You will literally see more fruits and vegetables on the shelves than your great great well, just say great grandparents ever saw when they went to the store. I mean, those folks would be amazed at how much food is available right now at all times. And then we hear all these things about food deserts. That's that's a bunch of BS, but still, we'll talk about that in a later podcast. But we have got more food available to more people right now than we ever have in the history of Earth, ever, ever. And our governments are wanting to do away with that. Because you see, when you have food security, when you're able to go and get food, that's a little bit of power that the government would really like to take away from you. So now what we're hearing is this big call these days to do away with nitrogen fertilizer. Oh, we got to do away. It's for the environment, people. What is the matter with you? you we're, we're, we're overusing. For, that's, that's a bunch of BS. This whole nitrogen pollution is a bunch of BS, and it's just as much BS as a whole carbon dioxide um, uh, is bad for the environment BS. Nitrogen allows people to eat, period. It, and not only that, it allows cows to eat, which they want to get rid of as well. It allows goats and sheep and chickens and all of those things that eat things, it allows them to eat. Therefore, higher yields come along. But governments all over this planet, want to do away with nitrogen fertilizer. I just did a quick Google search. It said, it would just give you some of the, 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 the top things on Google. Should the U.S. government restrict fertilizer? Can we reduce fertilizer use without sacrificing food? Science Daily said governments can curb over-fertilizing in agriculture. Um, fertilizer is a major pollutant. Why doesn't the government stop it? Reducing nitrogen, uh, blah, 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 blah. Well, you know what they did in Sri Lanka? They um, banned nitrogen fertilizer. They banned nitrogen fertilizer. And you know what that did to the crops in Sri Lanka? It decimated them. Absolutely decimated them. Dramatic fall in, falls in yields followed this decision last year. I think it was um, 2021 they decided um, – to, to do away with all chemical fertilizers in Sri Lanka. Well, guess what happened? The palace in Sri Lanka got stormed because people were absolutely sick and tired of the government coming in and doing what they were doing to those farmers. Norway, we saw the same thing. Norwegian farmers, uh, they rebelled against the government. But now they want to do it here in the United States of America. Even some states have bans on fertilizers for certain parts of the year. I know in Florida, you have to restrict your use of nitrogen fertilizer um, for your lawns and... Um, but, and I, that's got to do with the, the, the algae blooms and all of that in, in, in the canals. However, again, why are they doing this? Because I predict that it won't be very long before the only farms that will be able to use fertilizer are going to be government-approved 
farms, farms that the government has a stake in, because the government, for some reason, wants their hands in everything that you do, including how much you eat and what you eat. And the environmentalists are driving the way. Well, let me, no, let me rephrase that. The government wants the control. The environmentalists want their wacko ideals implemented. So the government is more than willing to go along with them uh, uh, for the sake of saying that it's about the environment, but it's not about the environment. What it actually is, is about controlling the citizens because you control the food, you control the people. There's an old saying, I forget who it came from, but it was, make us your slaves, but feed us. So if the government can control the food supply, they can make you more compliant. What is it about these maniacs in governments all over the world that they want that much power, that much control? Remember, before they got into politics, they were also controlled by the government. You would think they would rebel against things like that. But for some reason, as soon as they get elected into office or appointed in a lot of cases, all of a sudden they become unbelievable authoritarians. They want to take control of the food supply for the exact, exactly the reasons that I just laid out. It's all about controlling you. It's got nothing to do with the environment. It's got nothing to do with uh, the use of chemical fertilizers. It's got to do with controlling the people. That is where our governments are absolutely out of control. All over the planet, all over the planet, they're out of control. They want to make it. And in fact, in Denmark, they were requiring, requiring people to sell their farms to the government. Did you know that? They were absolutely requiring farms to sell. And then what, were the, what was the government going to do? If you didn't sell to the government, they were just going to take them over. They're just going to come in and grab them. When did government start having that much power, especially here in the United States? Because everything that is happening overseas right now will eventually make it here to the U.S. They're going to want to take your farms. And if they can't take it one way, they'll take it another. They'll raise the taxes on the farms to make it impossible for the average farmer to pay their mortgage or to even pay the taxes themselves. And then the government will come in and they will, they will absolutely relieve them of that great burden. And they will take those farms and what will they do? They will sell those farms to corporate farmers who have permission and are approved by the government to do the same thing that the citizen farmer wanted to do. That's unbelievable. It really is. So you can't use nitrogen fertilizers, but the government approved farms can use nitrogen fertilizers. You can't use this product, but they can. You can't use your product for this crop, but they can. You see how this is going to go, folks? We are very, very close, very, very close to the government completely controlling the farming industry, not for the sake of the farmers, not for the sake of the people, but for the sake of the corporate farmers and the donor class, which is who it really all boils down to. We are very close to Farmageddon. This is the Checkpoint Charlie Podcast.